welcome to Nightly News. This is co-host Michael Hales. And Luke Brinkman. Nora, we have, and, uh, we have Nora Stechelty. I'm here. We have special guests. Uh, Gianni Snyder, political analyst. <laughs> Brooke Tran, producer and creator. Ellie Ward, honored guest. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get down to business, the debate. Luke, shoot, what are your thoughts? Um, well, a lot of stuff happened last night. I would say that, for me... In the end, I would say Hillary had the edge in the debate. And I'd just like to know, what are we talking about for this return of Nightly The presidential news? debate between Trump and Hillary. On yeah. September 26th, no, no, 25th, yes. 2006. 26th, you were right. Yes, we are returning with our second season of Nightly News with this very special episode, talking about a very special event in our American politics, and we're excited to discuss it and debate and include all of our listeners into this conversation. So, continue, Luke, what you were saying. What are your thoughts? (laughs) So after the first presidential debate, I was honestly a little bit disappointed with both candidates, but in the end, I would say Hillary won just due to her appearance and demeanor. Donald Trump the whole time was making faces. He was grimacing when Hillary was making points. Hillary just sort of had a more presidential appearance, but that doesn't... I wouldn't say that her points were necessarily better. They tended to have a little more substance than Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's, but... The debate sort of went downhill once they started talking about the possible scandals surrounding the candidates. Anyhow, let's go to Ellie. All right, Ellie. Um, well, my thoughts on the debate in general were similar to Luke's. I was disappointed in the overall um, position of both candidates. Uh, I expected more from Donald Trump, honestly, even though I know that that's surprising. Um, <laughs> Everybody uh, says that he's this big economist and that he has these great plans as this businessman, but I never heard a substantial plan or really any substance in any of his long banter and rambles. Um, I was very impressed by Hillary, and I think that she gave off a demeanor that was really necessary. She um, she showed her experience and her presidential nature through the way that she responded, the way that she egged him on and let him talk and let him kind of dig his own hole and dig his own grave. And I think in that way, she won over moderate voters. I don't think she really disrupted Trump's Mm -hmm. voters at this point, but she took the people who were leaning towards her already and encouraged them more. Definitely. Okay, Johnny, you wanted to add on to that? You are, uh, by the way, uh, introducing the facts, our fact checker, making sure all the stats are correct. So what would you like to add to that? Well, I'd like to start off by saying, like, in the beginning, Trump um, started off first 30 minutes pretty strong, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about the economy and, like, what he thought he could do better for it. But also, uh, you could say, like, classical Trump, he was bringing a little, like, fear into it a little, uh, saying, like, uh, trying to, in in a way, scaring the American population, which gets to me, too, because some of the stuff he's saying is completely true. But one of the things he referred to last night a lot was jobs leaving the country. And this is a quote from him last night. So Ford is leaving. You see that there's small car division leaving. Thousands of jobs are leaving Michigan, leaving Ohio. They're all leaving, and we can't allow it to happen. In there, I mean, there's not much there, but f- the fact is Ford is moving its small car production to Mexico, but the expansion will not affect U.S. workers at all. Right. At all. And throughout the night, he did refer to a lot of things, and from the facts here, Clinton was called out on maybe one or two of the stuff she said, but overall, Trump has a lot of things mm-hmm. that fact-checked and were... were were shown right. to show that he was lying in those. Okay, so factual or not, how do you think this resonated with the American people? His idea of jobs leaving the country and uh, well, high it, unemployment? Yeah. It goes to what people want to hear. So 
I think this debate is more about, I mean, not even this debate, this whole election is more about emotions rather right. than logical things. And that is, a, that is actually affects a lot of people, and that can win a presidential election. But in the end, but in the end of all things, the facts have to, the facts are the most important thing. Right. And from, from last night, just looking straight at facts, Trump lied way more than Hillary Clinton lied. Nora, would you like to add on that? I would actually have to go ahead and agree with Gianni. Um, I think that this election is a lot based on feelings and beliefs. And I think a lot of Trump supporters don't really care. They don't really see the fact that it's hard and not very possible to bring the jobs back to America, no matter what policies you have. But they just want to hear it, and it's comforting to them. And I think also a big part of it is him being a political outsider. You know, they don't necessarily want some politician they like the fact that he's a businessman and, you know, they can relate to him more than they can relate to someone like Hillary Clinton. So I think it's more based on that, not really the effectiveness of his policies. All right. So we have mentioned that Donald Trump does rely heavily on his uh, business practice, uh, the image that he is this uh, multi-million dollar, uh, billion dollar, well, allegedly, uh, you know, manager of companies that are successful, but Hillary Clinton has a very different view. Michael, do you have anything to add on to this idea of business uh, that plays into Trump's image? Yeah, uh, I think I think Trump is definitely going for the I'm not a politician side of things. Uh, just like Gianni and Nora said, emotion is a big part of this election, and I think he's really... Because everyone knows their policies, everyone knows what they're going to do, blah, 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 but I think he is really trying to set himself apart by not being a politician, by just being a normal guy who's willing to do stuff. Uh, so in that respect, I think Trump did well, but he was going off on some weird tangents and, you know, being Trump. So I think Hillary did get the end of it, but he does have some good points in that. See, the thing that makes this debate so interesting is that Trump and Hillary are such polar opposites in terms of their demeanor, and Trump even though we may not like what he said, that he lied, all the things that you know he said in the debate, he stayed true to his personality the entire time, and that's the personality that the American people want to see, which may seem weird. For me, I kind of want to see somebody who looks presidential, and for me, Hillary was the person who looked and acted more presidential, but for the rest of the American people in the dire state, I mean, Talking to us, we're all upper middle class families. We want someone who's presidential, but you know, for people like the rest of Virginia and other other parts of the country, they want Donald Trump because he's willing. He tends to be willing to see the whole picture, and he's appealing to their emotions. So it's kind of hard to tell who actually was successful in the debate because we're only getting really like it's hard to it's hard to say. Yeah, because it's. Like, the, everybody views it from such a different standpoint, and the people that you're always hearing about want somebody who's presidential when a lot of the country, in truth, just wants someone who was willing to, like, speak their mind. Definitely. And I think it's arguable that Donald Trump did show uh, a more presidential side of himself in the debates uh, than people may have been expecting or hoping well, to see. To add on to that, to add on to my point, he actually, when he came out, he actually sort of took on this more like right. it was respect, very reserved this more like respectful uh, yeah. position he was like may, may I call you may I call you Secretary Clinton right. uh, he seemed very respectful and then once Clinton started yeah. attacking his uh, you know <laughs> calling him a stiff calling him a racist then right. we sort of saw the Trump that everyone was expecting to see and you know the lack of respect sort of 
showed from then on out? Um, well, I think back to the uh, question that you asked, um, I don't see the relevance really of his business background. I think that you, just because you know how to run a business doesn't mean that you know how to run the government and it's a very specific system and it requires political experience. And I understand what Luke has said about the majority and the masses, they don't want a politician, they don't want someone that is seen as above them, they want a representative of the people. Well, a true representative of the people is not Donald Trump, he represents the 1%. And a true representative, a representative of the people would not support his policies. I mean, he's not, he's acting like a big populist candidate, but he's not a populist. He's not representing all of these populations of people that want a majority leader. Very well said. Johnny, would you like to yes. counter or agree with that statement? Well, um, so Trump as a businessman, that is a question because we like to think of Trump as a, like the best businessman possible. Right. And they just so He's, he's like definition of the American right, his dream. His name right. symbolizes wealth but and success. his business has actually filed for bankruptcy more than six times like Glennon pointed to last night. And he said only four times. But he has filed for um, Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, which means like companies can remain in business while wiping away many of its debts six times. So that's important to keep in mind. But I do think Trump, the Trump brand that he has created is awesome because when we think of the name Trump, we think of successful, winning, and all this. But when we start to look at the facts and everything, it kind of goes a different way. Definitely. I have to agree. I think that as a whole, we think of it, oh, yes, he's a great businessman, all this. And I think at the end of the day, he is a great businessman, but that doesn't make him necessarily a good president. Um, I think that Clinton did a really good job last night of talking about his bad business practices, like you said earlier today, he brought she brought a man in who had been stiffed by him. Mm -hmm. And I think we have this idea in our mind of him as this great businessman, but she kind of paints that, yeah, sure, he's a great businessman, but the ideal great businessman is a big bad wolf in a way. And I think that kind of, like, she embodied that and brought that out in him, and I think that really kind of talked to some of the voters. Uh, okay, Michael, would you like to add one last thing? Not if you don't. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to take an unpopular opinion okay, on this. Okay, great. Um, I think at this point in, in 2016, I think we need a businessman to run the country. Mm. Hillary Clinton is the basic cookie cutter politician that we've had for you know thousands, not thousands, hundreds of years. <laughs> uh, I think I think we need something a little different because he's going to do the things that other politicians won't do. He'll actually get things done, and I think that's what we need in America. But the question is, are the things that he'll do right for the country? Uh, Will he make I think he has some radical decisions. ideas, but he'll have people to, to definitely bring him down and won't let him do the radical things that he wants to do. He's making a ridiculous number of generalizations, and I'm looking for some substance in what he says. But I have to agree with Michael that the country, Hillary's portraying Trump as a big bad wolf businessman, but that's the thing. America wants a big bad wolf businessman. Yeah. Hillary Clinton's held so many different positions, and eventually, you know, she's popular with some people, but she's unpopular with much of the country because she is sort of a cookie-cutter candidate per se. The reason so many voters like Trump is because he is not a cookie-cutter candidate. He's willing to speak his mind. He is a big, bad wolf businessman, which, again, we're viewing this from the perspective of upper-middle-class people and the people in the media. Most of the country wants somebody who's just so different, and that's what we have to look about. So we don't, it's hard to tell who actually won over more voters because Hillary did what she 
you know, was known for doing, and Trump did what he was known for doing. So it's hard to tell who got the middle voters. Okay, uh, so we have been talking a lot about Donald Trump and kind of the image that he's portrayed of himself and that Hillary Clinton has portrayed of him. But I do want to turn the attention to more of Hillary Clinton and uh, how she came across in the debates and kind of her policies and how we feel about those. So I would like to... I got this. <clears throat> so Hillary, she did the classic Hillary thing, and she sounded great. She sounded like she was going to do all these things, right. said all the right things. But at the end of the day, is she actually going to do any of it? And I honestly don't know, because uh, knowing Hillary as her background, she lives in politics. She is politics. I just don't know if she's the doer that we need right now. Yeah, and that's a common complaint that we hear is that she was definitely very prepared, but it sounded rehearsed mm -hmm. and it sounded robotic almost. And so uh, that is a lot of problems uh, that she faces. I do have to agree with Michael on this one because I think that to some regard, she, yes, she has these policies set up. But again, who knows if she'll actually do this because I think a big part of who she is, which makes her so different than Trump, is she really does care what people think about her. Like, her approval rating is one of the most important things to her, whereas what people like about Trump is that he just doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think of him. He's just going to be himself, and that's what you get. He is what you get, and with Hillary, you never really know. You never really know if, oh, yes, yeah, she wants to get your vote. She wants you to like her, so she'll say things, but will she actually do them? There's no way to know. I think what Hillary did that was really important yesterday night in her demeanor and in her speech was she didn't go so liberal, I felt. I felt that she kept it more moderate, and she really portrayed herself as what she's been in her entire political career, which is a more moderate Democrat. And that's one of the reasons why there was the whole Bernie or bust situation and the radical Democrats going against her. But what she did was she understood that she has most of the Democrats. She has almost all of them. And she allowed herself to focus more on the moderates and to kind of bait Trump and trap him in his own words and allow him to make himself kind of seem as crazy as he seems. And it just, it worked well, I thought, and I think it convinced a lot of moderate voters, and um, it was definitely shown in the um, approval ratings in the polls about who won. Yeah, I think it was, um, Clinton had a strategy when coming in, because usually um, the whole thing, when Clinton is like, oh, in a debate or in an interview or something, she's always on the hot seat about all these questions, about all these scandals and all this. But tonight, I mean, last night, she actually shifted that more towards Donald Trump. And that's the thing. That's why we're talking about Donald Trump so much is because she implanted her strategy to more attack Donald Trump and get that people talking about Donald Trump rather than her. Her emails came up once but was quickly shot down and moved to, like, I'm pretty sure the tax returns that he hasn't released. There's just a lot of things that Clinton... Um, she she she, I guess she definitely prepared for the debate and was and knew what she needed to do to shift the focus not on technically her she did not on her but more about what Donald Trump has been doing. Right, and the email scandal has been something that has plagued Hillary Clinton's campaign since uh, its very beginning, and uh, it was actually surprising to see that Donald Trump did not really push that as much as he had the opportunity to. Uh, he never called her crooked Hillary. He never. Uh, made any uh, allusion to her untrustworthiness, and I think that was definitely a missed opportunity. Your thoughts on that, Luke? I think Hillary actually looked more poised and in control last night than she has throughout the entire election, which was actually a little bit surprising to me. And her answers, though they didn't give much substance, they had a lot of structure, and that was kind of crucial because she would always 
talk about her policies for about 30 seconds, and then talk about history and why history proved that Donald Trump policies would not work, and then talk about the fact checkers. The problem with Donald Trump in regards to their strategies, Donald Trump just sort of meandered. He sort of gave off this air that he hadn't really prepared at all. He prepared to answer questions about the economy, but pretty much nothing else. Hillary, though she didn't have much substance, she at least worked around the questions and had the same structure for every one of her answers that I think was more successful than Trump's. I think that Hillary did the, a good job of a politician yesterday night. I feel like she was her own spin team in a way. Like when negative things would come up, negative issues, she would play them off and kind of twist the question almost so that it could be answered easily by her and answered in a way that would appeal to the voters and to the majority. Like with the email scandal, like I assumed that the second that that would come up, that it would be a major topic and a major issue in the debate. She wrote it off almost immediately just by saying, I'm sorry, that was a mistake and I don't want it to affect my candidacy or my presidency. And I thought that that was wonderful. It just quickly change mm -hmm. So Michael, I have a question. So we see this very clear divide between emotions versus this more uh, intellectual fact-based approach. Which do you personally find more effective and which do you think is more popular among the American people? Uh, I think definitely, definitely emotion is more popular. Uh, whether we want to think about it or not, the American people aren't really going to look at the facts all that much. They're going to go for who, who seems like a better candidate, who, based off first look, seems better. And I think, I agree, I think Hillary did do a better job of uh, definitely just seeming more poised, better politician attitude, but will that win her the election, or will emotion win Trump the election? Because I think he won on that front. And it, we really don't know. Uh, I guess we'll just see in November which one will come on top. Nora. I do have to agree because this is such an unusual election and I think that emotion does play a huge role and people, again, want a political outsider. If you look back on the primaries, like personally, I think a lot of people would agree that there were some great candidates there like John Kasich who probably, if you know, he was put up against Hillary, he would have won or someone like Marco Rubio. But again, these people in rural areas want someone who's not a politician. They want someone on the outside so they voted for Trump. And I think his just charisma and his way of being an outsider just really speaks to them, no matter what his policies are and whether they're possible or not. That doesn't matter to them. They just want to hear someone telling them what they want to hear and not actually look deeper underneath it. Yeah, because there's always going to Nora's right, because there's always going to be the people that you're not going to be able to change your minds on both sides of this um, election. But then I think tonight we did see a little frustration with the lies and the facts because like I think everybody was looking forward to after the analysis like what was true and what was not because that's what we've been hearing all this time and um, I mean Trump last night was called out multiple times for uh, his lies but he wouldn't really um, he wouldn't just admit that he was just that it wasn't true you know he was trying to play it off but that's the other thing they say he's not a politician but when it came down to last night I could see that he was trying to go around the answers instead of admitting the truth. Right. Like, clear emails we saw many times was trying to go around it, around that issue, not just clearly just straight up admitting what was wrong with it. And last night she did, she took blame for it. But when um, Trump was um, approached about the birth uh, certificate issue, mm -hmm. he tried shifting that 
towards a scandal with the Clinton campaign, which found to be not true at all. Um, I want to go back to what Nora said. I completely agree with her that um, about why Trump got this nomination and why he got it was because the masses didn't want to see a Washington insider, a politician, someone who they couldn't relate to being or the an extension of the Obama yeah, an extension of the Obama administration, but. Isn't that slightly shocking? I mean, to me, it's appalling that people can overlook his positions on social issues and all of these horrible things that he says to women, to people, minorities, to lots of other, like, he, his position on social issues is so shocking to me that I don't know how people can overlook it to side with his economics policy. Well, I think that does say something to uh, his supporters in that there is this movement uh, in our nation that uh, does People support this type of... People more about economics than they do about social issues these days. Right, and this kind of aversion to like political correctness. I, can, I honestly like have to take a step back and say I think a lot of his supporters... Of the social issues or what they like about him. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many people who are like, oh, hey, he just said build a wall. I love that because, you know, they don't see, you know, the constant, like, how that's so unconstitutional and how again, it's against everything we stand for. They just see it as, hey, these people are invading. Hey, nobody really cares about me. They just care about refugees coming in. They just care about, you know, the border. They don't really care about me, the common man, other people coming in, taking my jobs because they are suffering. And from their viewpoint, like, they think that's going to work. They think that that's what they need, even though that's not necessarily true, and even though, again, it goes against everything we stand for as a country. They just want someone to help them. They're just crying out for help. And Donald Trump, no matter whether he's speaking the truth or not, whether he's actually going to do it, you know, they he's hearing them. And I think that's um, so one of the main issues that came up during the debates was uh, national security, uh, whether that's on the ground or uh, cybersecurity, um, and we saw very different stances uh, or lack thereof. So what are your thoughts on uh, the candidates' approach and which do you think uh, would be more effective? Um, what I thought was uh, truly entertaining when they were discussing national security is Trump made this absurd remark that Clinton, oh, you've been fighting ISIS your entire adult life. Like, you've been when trying ISIS to stop ISIS. Only ISIS existed. has only existed since, since 2013. Right. Like, that's just such an ina- a factual inaccuracy. That was and problematic. That was very problematic, I think, for his credibility. But, I mean, to his supporters, mm-hmm. I don't really think that that affected right. their opinions that much. Yeah, I completely agree. He made that one comment about how the reason ISIS came to being was because, you know, Basically, he said that Clinton was the reason we pulled out of Iraq, and that was the reason ISIS was founded. So he tried to put the whole formation of ISIS on her, even though, like Ellie said, she should have been fighting it for 30 years. So it was kind of just like, you know, but what are you doing? Uh, yeah, that was a little that was a little inaccurate. But uh, at the same time, I think Trump's just trying to play off that idea that Hillary's been, quote, fighting ISIS her entire life, meaning that she's done nothing. She has been, she's a politician who talks nice, does, but does nothing. And I think what Trump's at least trying to portray is that he's a doer, and that whether you like it or not, he's going to get it done when people like Hillary, so he claims, sit around fighting them and don't actually do anything. So uh, this idea that Trump is trying to uh, play off as Hillary Clinton not really taking a hard stance on terrorism and uh, not making any uh, real change uh, to our national security, is this factual? Is this what uh, we kind of saw in her her debate performance and in her uh, past actions? 
Um, well, I like to say because um, I think Trump did call Hillary Clinton out. He did call her out on um, um, supporting leaving troops from Iraq and um, so yeah, Iraq. And actually, Clinton, as Secretary of State, had pushed for some troops to remain in Iraq. So that right, was, that's true. That was not that is factually Trump true. Was incorrect yeah. there. And that's the other thing, though. There's a lot of accusation. I mean, accusations mm-hmm. um, against Clinton and what she did. And honestly, uh, there were most some of them that were a lot of them that were last night were um, completely inaccurate. Right. And uh, one of the things that was brought up uh, was that Donald Trump, well, whether Donald Trump supported uh, the war in Iraq uh, while it was happening, whether he thought it was a good idea from the start or not, and he claims that he was against it from the start, but. Uh, his past actions say otherwise. And then here's like another example of, um, of something that's not true. So he said um, ISIS would not have been able to form either because the oil is the primary source of income. And now they have the oil all over the place, including the oil, a lot of oil in Libya, which was another disaster. So this ISIS does not control oil in Libya at all, okay? okay. Trump has been called <laughs> out about the, he's been called about he's been called out about this before. And but this is a false claim. Okay. And as for keeping the oil in Iraq, this is like this doesn't make sense at all. The Bush administration invested a lot of diplomatic effort in assuring Middle Eastern allies that the United States was not invading because of Iraq's oil fields. So oil revenue was crucial in this ensuring like functioning Iraq Iraqi state. So I mean overall, what Trump was saying there about the oil and how ISIS was controlling all that oil, that's not true. And his plan that all I've heard. From what, from what I've heard is that we attack their oil, they mm-hmm. attack their oil supply, their money supply. I feel like Donald Trump's entire immigration policy that he's been touting for so long is completely based on fear. And I feel like that's such a bad political move. He's, he's he keeps screaming about, we're going to build a wall, people are stealing our jobs, our American companies are leaving, we're poor and we're in such a bad place because of outsiders and immigrants and all these different people who, in fact, can really help our economy and boost our economy. Uh, but what he's doing by doing that is giving the Democrats this hopeful side and this positive air, like, yes, we can, America is great, America can be even better under this certain leadership. And I feel like that's just such a bad move to take, to be the fear monger, right. the fear, the fearful candidate. Like, the Republican Party is now a party of fear, in right. my opinion, with all these immigration policies. I mean, it's just fear of any new ideas, new people, someone taking your job. Well, there is definitely a rise in terrorism that we've seen throughout the world, and there is very real fear among people um, of terrorists and of uh, the rise of ISIS and things that we've seen. And so, is it okay to dismiss this fear completely, or uh, is Donald Trump uh, kind of getting to a very real part of the way that people feel? Uh, I think that at this time, more than ever, uh, we cannot dismiss this idea of fear because, I mean, it's almost like every single week a new attack is happening. And how many how many bombings need to happen? How many people need to die before we realize that this is real and that we should not necessarily be afraid, but definitely aware and willing to take action. And I think we can sit back and just think about it as long as we want. But at the end of the day, this is happening. This is real. We need to do something about it. I agree with Michael. I mean, I think it is. Yes, sure, it is a campaign strategy that who knows if he will do something about it, but it is a big issue 
for a lot of American people, both conservative and liberal. Um, I think it's something that you just can't simply ignore because it's a real issue. And if you just like, but the thing that I found interesting was Hillary at least had somewhat of a plan laid out. And I think he made a comment about how it was stupid for her to lay her plan out because ISIS would read it and know what she was doing. But at the same time, he doesn't have any plan at all, which is, okay, yeah, sure, that's a point that, yeah, ISIS might see the plan, but at the same time, why would we vote for you if we have no idea if you're going to do anything at all? We have no idea what you're planning to do. So, I mean, back to the fear thing. There's a lot of fear about terrorist attacks and all this, mm-hmm. but that a lot of it is very mental. Like, outside of borders um, in, in Europe, yes, there's been a lot of attacks here. But domestically in the United States in the last decade, 24 people have been killed over terrorist attacks. Number of Americans who were killed by guns in the last decade, domestically, 280,000. So when you put that in comparison, the amount of deaths that were killed by terrorism and the amount of deaths killed by just guns domestically. And yes, maybe some of these people were... um, influenced but as a terrorist attack and all that's not it does that doesn't really define it's more about the guns in a way um i feel like the fear of terrorism is obviously such a real threat and i completely agree with both of you guys on that um but then again what policies has donald trump really proposed what has made him this candidate that's somehow going to be the doer as you said michael like what has he said i mean building a wall with mexico is that really going to prevent domestic terrorism no ISIS, ISIL, they're a stateless nation. We can't wage war against them. We don't know where they are. They could be next door. So I don't know how his policies, uh, his immigration policies, his strict um, building a wall, all of what he said for so long, how is that going to fix that um, problem of terrorism? And also, how is adding more guns into the equation going to help, as Johnny was saying? And um, one of the things that Donald Trump has been accused of is uh, his very radical comments against Muslim Americans and uh, against ISIS in general has definitely uh, been seen as a radicalizing force that has kind of moved ISIS. And actually, ISIS has, in a way, uh, led their support for Donald Trump to become the president because they see him as a real viable opponent that would uh, encourage more potential... uh, members to kind of join against him. Um, So it's kind of this like perpetuating self-fulfilling thing where he is creating his own enemy in a way. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I completely agree with Ellie. I do think that we don't know if he's going to be this doer that we we say he is. Uh, I guess we're just giving him the benefit of the doubt because we've seen what Hillary has done when she's up in a position and it has been not nothing, but not what we'd like to see, I think. And so just because Donald Trump is new, he has all these big ideas, I think that does appeal to people. Whether or not he's going to do it or not, I think the chance of that is uh, definitely getting him some votes. Well, um, what I feel like is we're kind of, I feel like a lot of the American people are taking a chance on the doer. They're saying, oh, I believe that Trump can do this because he's not an insider. He's not a politician. But to me, 
I'd much rather place my bets on someone who has political experience, I mean, 26 years of political experience, and who has literally been the Secretary of State. I mean, personally, I don't see how we can trust an outsider to do this for us. Well, one of the things that Donald Trump uh, made clear was that, uh, or in his opinion, is that Hillary Clinton may have more experience, but he says it's bad experience. So how would you respond to that? Um, I think he really needed to capitalize more on that, on you know, not only the email scandal, but I think he kind of basically just ignored the whole Benghazi situation, which I think would have been something really beneficial to him to talk a little bit more about, um, especially in terms of ISIS and oil and everything going on in the Middle East, because yes, that was a big blunder. And I think that's something that really does resonate with the American people. And I think that would have been more to his advantage to talk about that. But throughout the debate, there were so many topics that he should have just really honed in on that he just completely missed. After a great discussion and conversation about this debate that has taken over our country, we would like to end with a fact from our fact checker, from our political analyst, Gianni Snydel. So, um, CNN put out a poll last night after the debate was over about the viewers, which first you have to take in mind that it was about who won the debate in the viewers' mind. And, um, we have to take into account that the viewers, it would go, I think it was like 40 to 30 percent. So 40 percent were Democratic, 30 percent were, um, were, were Republican, and then 30 were independent. So uh, taking that into account, which means it's a little bit biased, mm -hmm. but the poll shows that it said 63 percent believe Clinton won the debate, and 27 percent said Donald Trump won the debate. Very interesting to see the effect that it has on the way that we view our candidates. That is a good fact to leave on. Definitely. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to our engaging conversation and illuminating discussion about uh, the state of our country. And we're glad to be back. Season two, Nightly News. Uh, our uh, co-host, Michael Hales, would like to end off on this note. Thank you guys for a wonderful start to season two. It's going to be a great season. This is co-host Michael Hales.